0: Too stretchy.
1: (laughs) It's Wednesday, January 12th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 231. How's it going, fellas?
2: It's going. How are
1: you? uh,
0: (laughs) What happened, Russ?
2: (laughs) Nothing. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) He's he's, carving me through his transformation into a rat. Uh, right because he found Teenage out that we trained Turtles. them to play doom oh, wait what okay i didn't actually <laughs> click on that
1: link was that real are these are these rats playing doom those rats are playing doom what did you watch it what is it oh, was the, a- the title I mean, says it rats learn to play doom in
0: this
2: automated vr arena
1: it's like the they're theater? in one of those little cheese mazes yeah uh, are they I- there's a there's I, a video. I don't have
0: all the details that you want. There's a video, but it I mean, come on. Rats and and sweet sugary water, you could probably teach them to do any number of things that are visually accessible. What? Yep, Dude, they're on Whoa. a giant Whoa. clever one they're going They're on for... a giant ball. Yeah.
2: Jesus. So, Jesus. it's almost like you guys remember the um the ball mice. <laughs> yes. yes. I was about to Those say that. Awesome. It looks exactly Hansler like balls. That. yeah. That's that's what this is. They're on a giant. The mouse. The irony here is, strong. is inverted. The mouse <laughs> is on a giant ball mouse, and he's just he <laughs> runs. He's he also it looks like he's drinking water too at the same time.
0: That's that's the juice. That's what motivates them to keep doing the right things. Oh, yeah. okay. And then uh, if he turns left and forward. the game keeps going, then he gets juice. Yeah. Oh, he's flying Delicious. now. See. See
1: what's okay. How does he pull the trigger? How does he reload? That's why you I don't know. think this like, video
2: shows these... him getting any kills, but uh, <laughs> it's still pretty awesome. But but he's close.
0: I, I love that soon. Doom
2: is like the basis for everything. Can we run Doom <laughs> <Right>? on the <laughs> random thing? Can we train like... the rat to play Doom? It's the Turing test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: you uh, uh, you have to you have to uh, be
0: able to play Doom and not get Rick Rolled. That's the, that's the I, I love that people have time for this. Like, <laughs> and and look, genuinely, I hope that they received like governmental scientific funding to make this happen too. I'm trying to figure you know, out if it, this is, it's some like it a university study or something. corner of science, and they they just they applied for that one grant that no one else ever applies for because <laughs> it's so obscure, and they were like, oh my, oh my gosh, we we got it. What are we gonna do? Well, it's got to have a mouse in it, and a and that ball thing. I know. I'm just imagining, dude.
1: like, you know, <laughs> their mom is calling to see how their studies are going at school. <laughs> like, what are <laughs> you working uh, on, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Next up, <laughs> it's a good comment here. Next up after the break, <laughs> pigeons flying in Microsoft Flight Simulator.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right, dude. That game's
2: hard as hell. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous. Also, I think uh, do we have a today. yesterday's
1: today a in tech history?
0: Animal.
1: Yeah, I could throw some of them at you. Okay, January eleventh, <clears throat> yesterday. Yesterday and today's tech history. Today's yesterday in tech history. There we go. Oh my goodness! First, first solo flight from Hawaii to California. January eleventh. What year? Yep. Ooh. You want to guess who Tyler, it was? 20s. Tyler. It's when a did we learn name. how to fly? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? It's a household name. When did we name. learn how to fly? It's a household name? Yeah. You want to guess who it was
0: that did it first? Sure, Elon Musk. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) It's a household name? Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm going to go with 1924 for the year. Okay. And I'm going to go with Uh, um, that that chick who flew around the world for the person. Yeah, Amelia Earhart?
0: Sure, yeah. Was it? Great guess. Was it Earhart? I don't feel like it was Earhart. I mean, it makes sense. She was obviously doing that stuff. Well, uh, what about um, what's his face? The 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 Lockheed guy. I forget his name. Mr. Lockheed. No, Ugh, I can't think. of it. There was a really good movie about it. Um, ben Rich. Nope. Um, I forget the. Yeah, I even forget the actor's name that played him, but okay. everybody knows his name uh, because he was in the Titanic. I don't know. I gotta go with Hi, the 1928. Talking about Guy ebby or no,
1: nope. Kelly Johnson. Nope. Okay, nope. Just throwing out names that are coming up with Google searches on that. It's okay, not the
0: twenties. It's got to be. It's got to be earlier than that. I don't know. It was 18... no. It was not earlier. No, than I'm that. gonna stick with. I'm down to twenty-eight. Staying with it. Okay, uh, January eleventh,
1: nineteen thirty-five. Wow, which still blows my mind that this was happening that early. And you're right, Russ. It was Amelia Earhart.
0: Hey, cool. I did it. I did it. Way to go, man.
1: I mean, first I did part of the flight from Hawaii to California. It. Okay. Let's fast forward a couple decades. Three spacecraft docked together for the first time. The Soyuz 27 links with Salyut 6 and Soyuz 26, marking the oh. first time that three spacecraft are docked together. Oh. Which I don't know if that's ever happened since. You have a space station and then a rocket pod I lands. I, mean, I don't it, it, know. Probably Actually, it's probably happens yeah, more mind.
0: often than not because of the space station. Yeah, space that's station right. One, You'll have then, you have multiple docking. There's like one Russian capsule, yeah. one U.S. capsule, and boom. You're right. Three again. As soon as I um, said that, I'm... I don't know. <clears throat> the first time, three, uh, mm-hmm. 87. Okay.
2: Mm, I'm going to go before the fall. So I'm going to go
1: 82. Oh, that's Before be nice. the fall. Yeah, before the Great fall of call. Russia. Russia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well the wow, yeah. not Russia. Look at you. Yeah, sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah, it does make 78. sense.
0: Seventy-eight. That's a that's a good call. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <clears> Seventy-eight. Only out by a decade.
1: All right. Fast-forwarding in time, Telstar four hundred one satellite fails mysteriously. <laughs> Wait, the Telstar four hundred one. What you
0: think those were all Russian Russian spacecraft? I don't know. (laughs) All the non-English words. I'm still waking up. All right. What's our Mm -hmm. third one? Yay! We have the Telstar 401,
1: a satellite owned by AT and T that transmitted computer data, phone calls, and television programming. Suddenly fails for no apparent reason. AT and T attempts (laughs) for over a week to reestablish contact, (laughs) but ultimately fails. Uh, scientists major, yeah. After scientists believe that a major solar storm may have contributed to the failure of the satellite. I don't know, maybe 96. 92. Okay. 97.
0: Dang it! Keeping yeah. track?
1: Are we keeping score? Gah.
0: Which one are you guys Russ ahead? Is winning?
1: Wait, I Russ mean way. winning by on being a being like, like with hand
2: grenades, I guess. Because I'm getting close. <laughs> or <laughs> right. hand
1: grenades. Okay, right. last true. one. Last one. This one's worth all the marbles. Well, there's all the, four today. A thousand points. Uh, the iPod shuffle was introduced on January 11th oh, this was the very cool. first iPod to use flash memory and the smallest iPod made to date yeah, I
0: remember those
1: the small um, size and low cost of the shuffle proved popular as Apple sold 10 million shuffles by
0: September of this the is the shuffle
1: 2003.
0: mm-hmm 2003 I think it's later than that but not by much like f- five 2005 maybe Yep, 2005.
2: No! no! Nailed it! Yes! <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: I get the marbles!
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So I have, this is the last one. This is a fast one. Okay. Um there are so many. Actually, there's kind of a pun there. It's a big this, day. This is on a different website. This is, no, this one's today. Okay. I'm, I'm going to okay. history.com for this one. Okay. So Henry Ford sets a speed record. Oh gosh. January 12th, Henry Ford sets a land speed record of 91.37 miles per hour on Dang. the frozen surface of Michigan's Lake St. Clair.
0: What? That's yep. awesome.
1: He was driving a wooden chassis with no body what? or hood. Oh um, my god. Yeah. What what year did you Put this, this in something light and go. <laughs> oh. He went 91.37 91. miles an hour on a frozen lake. I have She's no idea
0: when it was milk crate. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those where I just I get mm. consistently wrong because I want to say the twenties and it's obviously twenty years off or t- I don't, 19,
2: twelve. Okay. Mm. I'm, I'm not got. going that far. I'm going twenty-three like Jordan.
1: Nineteen
0: oh four. see told you I yeah. literally twenty years. I just I just can't. Every I just time don't I think feel 20s, like we I'm can go ninety one miles an hour in
2: 1904
0: we we couldn't Ford himself could okay that's fair (laughs) that's awesome that is crazy absolutely i remember the the last time we talked about vehicles something like that like i was remember just how crazy wrong we were (laughs) when it like automobiles became popular Mm -hmm. or something i forget what the history was but it was we were off by like three or four decades so i figured it was earlier but 1904 though. wow well, what's crazy about it
1: is he, so, I mean, if you think about 1904 and the ability to track uh, speed, how, how would you have done it other than, you know, time over distance, right? Very rudimentary. They probably. Yeah,
0: <laughs> radar guns. Um, they probably did just literally mark, you know, yeah, gate one, gate he, two, certain distances apart.
1: So he did one mile on this frozen oh, lake wow. in 39.4 seconds. <laughs> That's which awesome. averages out to 91.37 miles right. an hour. Thanks. better not to know Hi's how Matt fast man. you're going there. Matt Which man. means he may
0: very well have gone over <laughs> 91 miles exactly. per hour.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, what I are we seeing in the news today?
2: Uh, I stick with cars here. We, we, showed, we showed this in the um, TVP chat. I would like to state, just for the record, that I shared it um, at <laughs> 7.48 a.m. Okay. on some day. And then at 8.06 a.m., Tyler, without acknowledgement of of my sharing, also shared the same article. <laughs> I didn't even know uh, that. That's great. because he doesn't read the TBP the TV TV. chat. <laughs> I do sometimes. Uh, That's the, true. That's true. Oh, and by the way, when I shared it, I was kind to say, I don't know if this has been shared yet or not. Just trying to say just in the event that someone <laughs> had shared it. That I was going to give him credit, but oh, so dude, the, they're two posts apart. I was going to share I, dude, it I'm in the future. You, like, <laughs> 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 literally two posts apart. So that's we're talking with the Tesla. The, now, which one is yeah. it? It's, it's the it's Tesla the Model S goes 752 miles on a startup's yes. okay. battery swap, yeah, which is which pretty is awesome. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not only you know wild. what? It's not mind blowing. It's where we should be. Yeah, and the oh, fact the fact that a that a startup did this with their, yeah. you know, whatever they have VC or PE funding and <laughs> Elon, the first dude to fly a plane or whatever I said earlier, hasn't been able to do it. Makes me mad or maybe chooses not to do it, which is the way I actually take this, because I feel like if they can do it, then he could have done it. And I just feel like we need to be further with the distance we get out of batteries. I really do. I For whatever reason, in my mind. A battery-operated ele- vehicle needs to go further than a gas-operated vehicle. It just does. Yep. I just need it to. Yeah, which is and totally so unfair, this, this but I it to me. be that way, too.
0: Yeah, yep. No, okay. Great. Oh, there. and and just to defend myself a little bit, I have started to use the TBP chat as where I drop articles, so I don't always read the thread. I just hit the nah, share button fine and time. I We're click that, that thread you. and move on. But it is funny; <laughs> they are like right next to each other at the same sorry, time. Russ. That's hilarious. Hopefully, a, uh, that's mine got more interaction than, than yours. <laughs> that's a weird apology. <laughs> uh, I'm seeing a no, ton no, of questions in awesome. here. No, that's awesome. I I also oh, saw I didn't. I didn't drop uh i think the link for this but um there was a successful prototype of a sodium ion battery recently too uh so it's like thin thin film sodium which prevents i think it was dendrites if i'm remembering correctly because i don't think i dropped that link in the in the tab but basically sodium ion prevents the buildup of dendrites uh and the dendrites or whatever it is that's being built up in that layer um are what slow down charge and discharge rates because they become dangerous. Uh, like I, I'm guessing that they, they're unstable, maybe they're you know explosive mm. even. So sodium ion batteries, one of the problems they solve um, or, or are projected to solve is speedier charging and speedier discharging. Um, but then they're also expected to have higher capacities as well. Um, so I've been keeping an eye on the sodium ion tech for, for a while, I won't say a long time, but a while. And uh, I, I guess this is one of the first um, sort of validated prototypes that we've seen uh, in in a hot minute. So that's pretty exciting. You
2: know, it's, yeah, it's, just I'm reading about this, this article. Is a,
1: yeah, go yeah, ahead. That's what I was doing. Yeah, 203.7 kilowatt hour battery. And they're saying that they use two types of batteries. Also, the fact mm. that they the test was done basically where they just drove continuously at fifty five miles an hour for seven hundred fifty two mm. miles, so it's not like stop oh, and go traffic impressive. type of stuff. Yeah, right. For, and for, and for, for it amazing. is right. worth
2: pointing out that fifty five miles per hour is the most efficient mile per hour
1: for just fuel economy. So perhaps I don't know, it's dude. similar. When I was driving my minivan, we're going 87, and it's like, <laughs> I'm getting, it's in, it says it's in eco mode, and I'm getting 42 miles per gallon average compared I, to like, why, you, why, why are you going 87 in That's eco mode? Job? Like, how is it <laughs> able to so, do that? That's what I'm, I'm right. talking about.
2: This
0: is why <laughs> minivans are awesome. That's, That's right. Um, sliding doors. I, my minivan actually goes up in efficiency well, when it breaks the sound barrier. Um, there you go. <laughs> or well, the, uh, I learned well, let this let me, in an engineering class in college, actually. Actually, that 55
2: miles per hour was um, just the most efficient speed that you could go based on the amount of RPMs it took to achieve it. So I, I don't know if it's the same for EVs, but I'm assuming there's some relative measure there that there's this reason why they use 55 miles per hour. I don't know, Tyler, maybe you know what it is,
0: but it, that was just. If an I had to guess, note. and I? I don't know what it is. The RPMs are interesting, but the, the RPMs to get to a certain speed or, or to output a certain amount of power is going to change based on your engine type. So if you've got sure. like a 6.2 gas or seven 7.3 versus 6.7 diesel, all of those numbers would change. My guess, again, having not really known anything about it, is that for the average car, wind tunnel testing, special aerodynamics aside, you probably hit like the um, – you know the velocity squared uh, wind resistance right around there. So it, it, you're any faster, and you're you're not doing yourself any more favors. You're you're quite simply hitting like the peak velocity you can go through un uninhindered. So it takes more RPMs to push through that air wall. But that's just a guess. I don't know.
1: I like how we're using internal combustion engine um, terms in terms of uh, RPM. But yeah.
2: Well, you know. <laughs> It's interesting because you know they used that speed obviously for this test, which seemed yeah. to have been a how do you know how far can this car go type of test yeah. and and so I've just <clears throat> that's why that's why it was confusing to me because of the you know in yeah. fact, I just googled this randomly and um, there's some physics forum where they're talking about this and it says the potential sweet bu- sweet spot. Might be masked by high minimal consumption of the engine at a certain RPM. So they're just they're talking oh, about so these various true. levels here, which is related to the RPM here. Yeah.
0: Uh, and it, well, it, it says and, and that makes sense because fuel is going to be consumed. Is what it says. Sure. Fi- fi- the 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 fuel consumption is definitely going to be related to RPMs. But I've got to guess that the reason again, I'm I'm just speculating here, but the reason you need a certain optimal number of RPMs has to be due to external factors as an example you could go faster if you were on a maglev track and your you know rpms were boosting you in a different way as an example um so i'm, I'm still guessing that the reason that optimal gas sipping rpm is achieved has something more to do with like um air velocity and and resistance but like, yeah this post is actually pretty funny. It says the primary thing is the is the
2: air drag laws I suppose and at least for the USA where 55 miles per hour are the cruising speed on highways. And so he goes on to say, I guess he's done his own testing. He goes <laughs> I, this, this is just this is awesome. He goes, I've had cars that had sweet spots by which I mean local maxima in fuel efficiency at 57, <laughs> 64, 72, 83 and if my spousal unit is to be believed about the Grand Marquis, <laughs> 93 miles per hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, just like Aaron's
1: van. <laughs> when you, you drift right into that slipstream on I-40, you know what I mean? And it's just everyone's going 93. Never mind.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> so we, so that, that, I, I just thought of the word. The it's it's okay. critical okay. velocity. So if you drop yeah. an apple off of a skyscraper, the critical velocity I've is related to, to you know a static equation right so it's it's going to exponentially go up and then you're basically going to hit at least where gravitational forces are going to stop accelerating you because of wind resistance i i am guessing and it sounds like that might be right that there's this a similar effect with vehicles and the reason the sweet spot is in that range is that while it's true every engine is going to be a little bit different for rpms and maximum you know fuel efficiency Roughly speaking, pushing a box on the ground through that you know volume of air is gonna find that 50 to 60. That's actually really cool.
1: Huh, okay. Right. I've always, I didn't realize critical velocity is the same as terminal velocity. The way you just defined it, I've always used terminal velocity. When
0: just I may have just used followed. the wrong, I couldn't think, I literally no, it's couldn't the same. think of the word as I was saying it before, but yeah. It's uh, the same thing. It's, yeah,
1: I, I just, just looked it
0: up. I just had never used the term critical velocity. I always used terminal right now it's it makes the same how thing. i even learned it because it could very easily have been terminal and i have just made it critical in my head <laughs> oh it's critically terminal velocity uh all right so this <laughs> uh this battery
1: they are using two types of batteries and essentially a single package a traction battery which i don't know what that is that runs up to 150 miles of range which is lithium iron phosphate and relatively small and then there's a much bigger range extender battery with a more radical although also lithium ion structure which gives it gives the traction battery up to 600 miles more range. So I don't know what a traction battery is, and I don't know what they mean by more radical uh, design on this uh, this much bigger range extender battery.
0: I don't either because I haven't dug enough into like what Tesla's been doing with their helical designs and things like that. But. I think that probably also goes back to some of the the basics that we hear about every once in a while the lithium ion cells you know they're they're optimized for a certain size certain shape a certain amount of voltage obviously voltage where we kind of all get screwed on lithium ion because they the cycles will drop that voltage but when they get below a certain rate they're just kind of worthless and it makes everything that they're sort of packed in parallel with also worthless until you disassemble it reassemble it with uh, with balanced batteries right so that's why the battery management systems are so smart or, or so critical to be smart um I'm wondering if like the, you know, whatever, I forget the word you used. Those are optimized to just provide lots of output as fast as possible, but that's bad for the battery on average. And then the other ones are just packed in series or parallel, probably a combination of both to provide maximum voltage, but not really a maximum discharge rate you're exactly right i
1: just just looked it up what a traction battery is so um basically just super simple traction batteries are electric vehicle batteries because of what they required right it's everything you just said right used to provide the max discharge yeah
0: right the major
1: emphasis in traction battery design is the necessity of a high capacity to weight and volume ratio since the vehicle must also carry its power source and then traction batteries are frequently deep cycled and require a fast charging rate for use usually within 24 hours um typically you see these in uh like forklifts uh electric carts uh cars yeah. obviously that's cool. I um, didn't know they didn't have a tubular plate design uh yeah. which performs more favorably favorably during deep cycle operation so
0: yeah and, and that's this like is, you'll hear deep cycle a lot and and yeah. I'm, I'm i imagine people that aren't really getting into battery tech probably don't realize it but like your car's battery those those are they're nice dense batteries that usually hold a gajillion amp hours right um so they they can run for a long time at 12 volts usually right um but even those and and usually they're uh what do they call them they're like lead acid and stuff like that they're they're liquid filled so the they look a little different, but that's very heavy, right? You think water's what, eight pounds a gallon. So, so they're the very heavy batteries, but even deep cycle batteries that are like a car battery, that that style of battery, they can only perform uh, without basically becoming worthless down to about a 50% decharge rate. That's mm-hmm. pretty bad if you're talking about like 70 to 90 kilowatt hour battery packs. If you could only go 50%, that's a ton of weight for not a lot of of oomph. And that's why lithium-ion really did open up the ability for electric vehicles, because you can deeply discharge the things and then charge them back up. Uh, And now the downside with lithium-ion is that they they can only do that so many times. And their life is shortened when you consistently charge and discharge them quickly. So it, it cuts both ways. It's like, yeah, I want my car charged as much as possible, as fast as possible. But I'm actually making it last less long, or giving it a shorter life by doing that. Cool. Yeah, that's why battery tech is such a big freaking deal for all of this. Uh, you know, batteries have been one of the biggest problems in mobile electronics, and you know, car toy like you know, toys like uh, RC cars, RC quads, stuff like that, and. Uh, I forget who I was talking to it was a little while back, but they were like, "I just don't feel like battery tech has changed that much in the in the recent future." And I'm like, "We basically have drones because Lipo wasn't a thing until like a decade ago. Now every toy you buy isn't using double and triple A batteries anymore. They have tiny Lipo batteries that can like lift big old toys off the ground and run them for 15 minutes. Like that's that's huge. Look at the size of the little batteries that go into you know people's drones." and then recognize that before that LiPo cell was available on the market for toys like that, the, the alternatives were heavy and lasted like a third of the amount of time. It's, it's pretty cool how far we've come and, and it looks like there's some pretty exciting stuff on the horizon too. Sweet.
1: All right, uh, anything else we want to jump to? Anything else standing out to you guys? You want to talk about? Russ, how, you know anything
0: uh, about uh, Samsung ghosting on the uh, X Ex, Exynos launch? What, what's that about? Ghosting
2: on it? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently they had, they had a had major a product launch, launch yesterday. Launch show, didn't show
0: up, <laughs> and they didn't show up.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
0: I just I... saw the article, but I it's all speculation. I didn't know if maybe you had. Heard maybe they it.
2: were. Um, maybe they were mad because they got um, details leaked about the the cpu or the architecture that they were doing yeah because that's Uh, something new (laughs) yeah i i don't know i i really don't know this is the first time that they've collaborated with someone else because i think in the new architecture they're using a gpu not made by them i think it's made by amd and uh i don't know this seemed like this was going to be a pretty big deal for them. i didn't even know that there was like a launch event happening for a I didn't candidly, know. A, you know, a, a Samsung phone chip that no one buys <laughs> directly, right? They just make <laughs> right? in your phone. Like, why it, are they it even is doing a Goofy, this? goofy that thing to have question. a launch
0: event for.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I did not. Cool, I did Where not can I see get this. One? System on a chip uh, launch event. Okay.
2: All right. Uh, All right. I, yeah, I just thought, it, I guess it they is usually that more as with with smooth. That. Yeah, I, I don't know what this is. I did see something related to um, phone-related stuff in this that WhatsApp, Signal, and Telegram are banned by the Swiss Army. So cool. I, thought that, I thought that was kind of interesting. In particular, Telegram, which I assume they're banning for um, encryption purposes, which yeah, Telegram is even encrypted, encrypted by default. Um, but yeah,
0: they which is the one thing that these... we've asked them for that they have not delivered on yet. So if you're listening, yeah, that's like I think that's the final thing
2: that they haven't done. For now. I mean, I think, you know, some people maybe want them to integrate and do SMS as well. Um, I, I would like to really request matters. that they
0: remove reactions. <laughs> <So> get <laughs> out of that on the list.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, let's just... Uh, Tyler's fired. So that's that's interesting. Did you see the NASA... <laughs> um, the, the web telescope launch? Yes. the thing yeah, is pretty crazy. solid. Uh, yeah. So that's apparently that. this is the most complicated launch in ever... For for NASA related any telescope and they basically I didn't know this maybe Tyler knew this but they basically just sit there every single day with these twelve hour shifts where people just look for things that broke like that's that's crazy. that's, that's they're like that. they're testing yeah. all of these different bits and pieces and what is surprising is so far they it still has a few more weeks to hit different it's milestones broken. before they turn some things on yet yeah, nothing has broken which they're very surprised Incredible. about they yeah, I mean they, they even said like in this article where they're doing the um what's it called? The the interview with someone that they basically were like, if an important part became stuck, as in like really truly stuck, okay. NASA would have to face the painful reality of abandoning its brand new
1: oh ten billion dollar mission. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You're gonna try to send somebody up there to send meet
0: the it? monkey. If mice <laughs> can play rat. Doom, a
1: monkey can fix
0: a telescope there you go uh yeah Yeah, it's like
1: (laughs) building a ship in a bottle except for you spent 10 billion dollars on it and the ship is 67 feet by 47 feet and it's also how many miles away from the earth i love it and it's also very fragile
0: the full-size mirror was too large to fit on a rocket which is why uh if anyone that's paying any attention to you know the science community news. um would know that it, it took a very long time to unfold its its mirror. And like that's the whole thing, right? You got your mirror, yeah. usually there's a there's a primary lens. If you remember Hubble, like Hubble needed glasses, right? So it's kind of interesting that we went to go fix Hubble. But uh, my understanding is that the web telescope is the reason it's not really something that we can fix is that we send it on a trajectory that is not easy for us to get to. Yeah. You know,
2: what's crazy to me, I read this early on about the project. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not, but the original budget for this project, if I remember correctly, was $2 billion. They went $8 billion over budget. And Not only did (laughs) they go $8 billion over budget, this wasn't... This wasn't like a 100 billion dollar yeah. project that they went to 108. This was a 2 billion dollar project <laughs> that they went to 10. <laughs> they went over by 5x. Uh, so it 000. better not break. That's definitely what some some accountant somewhere was like, you better not tell me that something broke on the budget that we missed oh by gosh. 5x.
0: Dude, this is can crazy. you imagine? But it's so exciting that it didn't break, uh, because I personally love seeing, you know, Hubble images and and stuff like that. Like the James oh, Webb space awesome. telescope is such an awesome, awesome, awesome achievement. Um we're going to be able to do so very, very much for deep space research and imagery. And, and I, you know, there's there's a lot of good that can potentially come from that. Some of which I'm sure we haven't even wrapped our head around, but I wouldn't be surprised if um, some of the early sort of uh, science that happens around it, and I, I could be totally just out of touch with where, you know, astrophysics is today too. But um, there, there are still, uh, we're still looking for conclusive evidence uh, for, you know, aliens. What matter makes up the universe? Also, aliens. aliens. Steady. That's oh, sure. we're looking for
2: Asgard. I'm pretty sure that was the purpose yeah, of That's telescope. right. That's right. By frost.
0: Uh, By frost. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the um, but but I I would assume because of how powerful it is, and because we can train it on some really distant, uh, therefore, you know the past basically, we'll, we'll be able to make some assessments about um, dark matter, I I hope. Um, maybe it was unnecessary for that too. Like I said, I'm probably a little behind in my my astrophysics, but um, there, there are some major gaps in our understanding of the total composition of the universe. Um, there are lots of theories, but we really haven't nailed that stuff down is my understanding still. Some of those theories have been pre- disproven over time like uh what the wimps and stuff like that but uh, anyways i i'm pumped i'm pumped that it's up there that it's obviously looking like it's working the way it's supposed to that it's at least so far successfully sort of unfurled because it what, the mirror was a big part and then what the sun shield was a, a massive undertaking as well it's really cool i can't wait to start seeing feedback yeah the uh sun shield is about the size of a tennis court <laughs> that's insane
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's wild too. Like they, they upgraded every, I mean, if you, if you understand photography, then you really understand, um, how amazing some of the stuff is that they did in terms of, um, increasing the, the collection area, right? Like the, so the, um, what am I trying to say? Like the image sensor. The sensor it's self. like yeah, six and a half times, uh, bigger. And then it's got a significantly wow. larger field of view. It's like 15 right. times bigger, uh, wow. field of view. And then you've got the, um, uh, what am i trying to say in terms of the the light spectrum right is uh is much wider I'm trying oh to yeah I trying to find the actual it, data on that it goes, so like that it goes the hubble, well outside of Yeah, visible, wavelength right yeah. 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 wavelength goes from so the hubble had like 0.115 to 1.03 with an aperture of 2.4 James Webb has a 0.6 to a 28.5 with an aperture oh. of 6.5 so much much better there there's all kinds of Equations that go into saying how much better is the James Webb Space Telescope? Yeah, um, everybody wants the, a comparison. Yeah, if you if you make it super simple, it's like a hundred times better. So that's why. Very cool.
0: That's really cool. Uh, cool, and that makes sense. So wait, what you said? Point. What was the the,
1: the wavelength? The yeah. the observable what, what wavelength the on the Hubble was 0.115 to yeah. one point oh three. On the James sure. Webb. It's 0.6 to twenty eight
0: point five. Is that so? I, I mean, I guess that's way into the ultraviolet, and then way past the infrared spectrum. I, usually, it's in yes. nanometers. So I'm trying to figure out these decimals.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> more into it's more into the infrared. Um, hold on, I was reading it somewhere else.
0: Ah. Uh, I'm used to wavelengths being in the, you know, like yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll drop the link. There's a there's a really cool um, comparison article on um, on the NASA.gov site. I'll drop it in the uh, in the TBP chat. All right, Russ has got to drop. Go pick up the kiddo. Um, you got anything else you want to cover, Tyler?
0: Ooh. Uh- No, not off the top of my head, but were there some interesting articles that got dropped into TBP? I'm sure there were, because it's quite active. I don't know, I'm falling down a rat hole of the
1: the James Webb. So this is another interesting thing here. Um, The Hubble orbited the Earth at 570 kilometers above, right?
0: Yeah, which is pretty close compared to Webb, right?
1: Very close, yes. The moon is 384,000 kilometers away. The web is 1.5 million kilometers away.
0: Yeah, there we go. And that's yes. why we're not going to fix it.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, it says web will orbit the sun 1.5 million kilometers away from the earth at what is called the second Lagrange point or L2. Yeah. So
0: cool. Yeah. I don't remember enough about Lagrange orbits or points to even comment on that <laughs> yeah well
1: hubble is in an earth orbit and Webb is in a sun orbit and right. yeah we have trouble enough getting trying to get to mars um much less uh trying to send somebody to go fix a broken part on this you yeah. know, tennis court sized maybe, thing maybe once
0: we terraform mars and we get our like halfway point you know orbiting around the sun it'll be easy to send it send that monkey yeah there, fix it
1: yeah, and if you don't have your conversions right, uh, web is a million miles away from Earth.
0: So it's a lot. It's a lot. Yes, correct. You, 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 and Joanna, you try to like run million mile runs, right? Uh, yeah, not
1: so much lately, but we got to get back into it because we're going to go do that ultra marathon in uh, in Colorado Joking. this summer. Cool. So got to figure out how right, to put what one else? foot but, in front of the other again.
0: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Start from the bottom um mm-hmm. i don't know any other really interesting news
1: that yeah well, i wouldn't say super interesting but i just kind of chuckled at uh kim kardashian and uh floyd Maywe- Mayweather, Ugh, floyd mayweather are being sued by investors over a crypto scam um apparently oh, there was something called ethereum max and they were involved in a pump and dump scam basically um leveraging their popularity saying buy ethereum max and then uh they were both heavily invested but didn't didn't are uh, they, expose this fact are and then they there was a rug so, pull
0: like hurting for new money that that they really thought it was a good idea to Bro. pull like securities fraud i mean let's <sighs> like exactly. balance out risk Why, and reward man? here they yes. could they could literally put up a GoFundMe for a toy and and People are and make millions. Say, dumb enough to just give them money. Yeah, but they chose to go the securities fraud route. Like,
1: yeah, why? This is bad. This is bad. And I have to assume, man. I have to assume. I don't know. I generally like to try to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that they were maybe ignorant to the process and people under them, part of their their camps, their businesses, no. whatever, had this plan and care. they were just presented, hey. Go promote this. I know it's not. I know. I see what you're saying. Like, what I'm trying to say is that I don't believe Kim Kardashian. Yes, I'm trying to say I don't believe Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather like got together and like, hmm, what could we do? Let's create a fake coin and let's pump it together, and then let's do a rug pull and take everyone's money. That'll be great. Our fans will love us for that. I Um, have to. I have to believe there was some other thing at play you have more
0: faith in humanity than i do, but you're probably right
1: i uh, don't know i, I just think. like to like innocent until proven guilty kind of a deal sure. but th- this is this just it reeks of it does it really does of evil like you know mountain lair type um stuff like this is, this is terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely no. terrible I, securities fraud like to your point exactly like uh, you know whatever they could do literally <laughs> either one of them could do any floyd could like start a uh, i don't know anything and just make money off sell of it. his that's own not water. a fraud <laughs> yeah sell your own water thank you that's I was he, could, for he could
0: even sell homeopathic water and say that it's mayweather strong and it would be yeah. dirty and terrible and it would sell like crazy but it's also not illegal for some reason
1: yeah i don't know man it's it's just it's it's disgusting yeah and now i mean no, now, now there's a yeah so now there's a class action lawsuit the people that were it's probably that were not rugs, actually they're not securities
0: gonna... fraud because because it's, it's semi-unregulated, right? The <laughs> right. Space it's not. Really it's not is, truly is, is but, security, but it totally falls into the same bucket as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Uh, even if it doesn't, you know, carry the same sentence because it wasn't the same thing with like a pre-IPO company or something like that. I, I just I'm not sure legally if we're there yet to to call them the same. But you know, it just I don't know. It reminds me of Ponzi schemes and stuff like that, and it's even even the stories where you kind of hear people maybe started a, a, a hedge fund or something like that and then it snowballed and they realized at some point that they were basically funding their lifestyle and sort of making things look right by getting that new investment and and they didn't mean to start that way but it turned into it like it just it's the same thing at some point unwitting or otherwise you have to realize like wait what does this do? How is this valuable? And why are so many people buying it for me as I like exit like mm-hmm. crazy? And, and is that right? Like, I, I just, I don't know how you get through to the end of stuff like that and not realize that you're the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No comment from either camp at this point, mm-hmm. but yeah, I not mean, Mayweather, I guess he promoted, I didn't watch this, but he, um, remember he, fought uh youtube celebrity logan paul and i guess while he was it says oh, it was when he was in, in that. that boxing match yeah i guess i guess like right before or right after or maybe in the middle of it or something There's he's promoting no way he Ethereum was
0: unwitting Max, right? at that point then if he's like exactly. literally about to enter the ring with a goofball from youtube or whatever yes. he does his thing on and you're dropping bitcoin max on your way into the ring while you're hopping yeah, around you're like that's yeah. that whatever it was yeah uh, it thing. just that's it's yeah that's terrible it's i don't know just no right like uh, at some point you have to have some personal responsibility for the things that you decide to represent
1: yeah it's it's weird too like so there's an nba player um and sports commentator that's wrapped up in this too paul pierce uh Gosh. he apparently got in a conflict with espn like right at the same time and he gets on twitter and he tweets out espn i don't need you i got ethereum max i made more money with this crypto Gosh. in the past month than i ever did with y'all in a year he tweets that and at the same time kardashian uh kim kardashian she promoted the and, cryptocurrency on and instagram quick, let's educate
0: 200- folks how do you actually make money with the cryptocurrency right now
1: Taking selling out it. Money. Yes,
0: that's exactly. right. You trade it. your your internet coins for their dollars. That's right. That's <laughs> so you right. can only say that if you're actually bleeding out other people's bank accounts to get there.
1: Yep. So and then I guess Kim was just posting that's about right. it on her uh, on her Instagram. Apparently, where she has nearly 300 million followers, <sighs> nearly the size of the United States, follows
0: her on Instagram. I still don't know what our Kardashian <laughs> is.
1: <laughs> Me either. I don't. I don't. I saw this news this morning, and I was like, "Why is that name still relevant?"
0: Is, like, who? Who are they? Did they have they... a show? Didn't they? I don't know. Anything uh, I don't about know. Them. I, I, I don't still know. don't know why I hear their names. But in other news, a pig yes. heart was transplanted into a human for the first time.
1: Bro, bro I saw this, That's and then freaking cool. It saved the guy's life, and then the second article I saw was like the ethical dilemma of doing this. And I hope it's not. I didn't actually read it, but I hope it's not like ethical in terms of for the pig, right? Uh, I hope it's not. I, the only way I can or, think or about a, it being and, a dilemma and I don't wanna, like, would be: I don't, don't want to start giving thing, false but, hope to the human.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, if it's not gonna well, but but if it worked, like how's yeah, that false then hope? great. If I if don't know, man. I mean, how's yeah. that any different than a, a heart with a battery backpack? Um, uh, I don't know anything about the ethical dilemma right now. I wonder if some of it is tied up because it's a pig in, in certain parts of the world. Namely like from a religious perspective pigs hmm. are bad. Um, well then the or, person could just decide I'm not going just to do idea, that. Yeah. Well right or, or just the idea that you're using animal parts to enhance or, or I guess cheat death or something like that. I don't know. I'm with you. I think you know the pig heart yeah keep the keep the human alive if it's what they want i'm not saying you have to do it
1: let's see it was it was a genetically altered pig maybe that's, that's what it
0: good. is oh maybe that's why
1: maybe there's some some stuff happening there where they're building pigs that are more like
0: humans from a still dna okay perspective with it. still totally yeah okay with it. if we were growing pig hearts on beanstalks i'd be okay with it too I'm perfectly okay with uh, with that. Oh, here's an article that I totally forgot about, and this is fun, and it loops back to our uh uh yesterday, yesterday's today in tech history. Uh so so a plant, a new tree, tree or plant, uh definitely a plant. I don't know if it was a tree or not, was named after Leonardo DiCaprio. It's called Uveriopsis DiCaprio and this is something I did not know about him, but apparently Leonardo DiCaprio is a, like, big-time conservationist. So he's he dumps money into these research projects, and uh, they discovered in a, to-date, unknown plant and named it after him. I thought that was cool. And the reason that ties hmm. back to yesterday and today's history is because Leonardo DiCaprio is the actor I was talking about representing whichever human person that I still don't remember in that film about early flight. Ah, yes. By the way, anyway, I did watch your.
1: Uh, I did watch that movie the other day about the about the um, what was it called? The dilemma. Oh yeah, <laughs> about the dodge. Yeah, the dodge charger. Uh, yeah, charger mm-hmm. uh, with the electrical noise, or with I'm yeah. sorry, with the with the speakers. Even though it's an EV. Yep. The, right. One of the goofiest premises. It's kind of it's kind it kind of was. A cute movie, but it was it was one of the goofiest premises of of a project. I don't know, whatever.
0: Right i don't even it's, remember enough about it to say if it was good or not but the fact that i remembered it you know there you go. yeah mark it down yeah. it's relevant uh, right right because we we talk about that stuff all the time right and have i don't you know like have you heard fuck, yeah. <clears throat> no oh, i haven't have you seen it
1: <laughs> yes so relevant there also
0: um no kidding
1: you know it's got really great um actors in it okay so for that it's enjoyable it's got, the, got the cast for their performance right. yeah um, I would say it's longer than it needs to be, but I, you know, it's it's halfway entertaining. Um, okay. but it's all about a, an asteroid that's coming to Earth. Uh, to which ah. I saw in the news this morning. There's a one kilometer wide asteroid that's uh, going to have a near miss with with Earth here in the next couple of weeks. I, like,
0: I love what defines a near miss when you start talking about asteroids.
1: <laughs> yeah, full
0: cool scales though. It's like it it can almost see the sun. <laughs> <laughs> right it's obviously probably not that far away but um no i i love i love what constitutes a near miss when it comes to things whizzing by earth
1: yeah i don't know how how close this one's going to be but in in the movie don't look up obviously it's like it's a uh, six kilometer wide and uh it's a direct hit off the coast of africa on the pacific side i think something like that mm. uh, anyway i'm not going to give away any more of the movie but I think it's worth watching. It's
0: it's it's yeah. funny for its, it's commentary on, on society. It's on my midlist. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I can see how that could devolve pretty fast. But <laughs> no, it's definitely on my list of things to watch. I want to see it. But I have a laundry list of movies that I haven't seen yet, like uh, Matrix and Dune, and I haven't seen any of them. Dude, I haven't seen either of those either. Yeah, we need a, like night. a TBP
1: movie night or. Um, movie day come over or i'll come over there yes movie weekend just
0: back to to back let's do this okay dune and matrix theaters and tech news this is not in the news but it is super irritating to me i would just like to restate how much i hate the hdmi standard we can leave it at that if you want to or we can delve into it but i hate it in every way it just sucks it sucks that they will change the standard slightly and then devices become old and unusable because of a damn cable and a connector. And it also sucks because there are so many stupid handshakes because of that protocol that can go wrong for the dumbest reasons ever. And it makes me mad and it's definitely, probably not impacting me right now. Okay, yes it is. I hate HDMI. There, I said it.
1: Mm. Sorry, I'm going. I'm going back to the asteroid. <laughs> this is actually. It's going to be. It's going to be the closest asteroid um, that uh, that's come to. Sorry, this would be the closest the an asteroid has come to Earth since January seventeenth, nineteen thirty-three, uh, when NASA projected that one came less than seven hundred thousand miles of the planet, which is closer than the Webb Telescope that we just launched
0: that's that's impressive all right that's yeah. pretty close so it, that's it could
1: actually like buzz the moon
0: <gasps> i was reminded of something that's actual tech news too what we need to get daniel back on the show there are hold on i feel like already. i'm in
1: don't look up right now <laughs> if you've yeah. seen the movie you <laughs> would get this but
0: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't we just talked about that i know I'm daniel sorry. if you're listening join I'm right sorry. now just kidding we'll, we'll set up a good show um I, I heard that there are already rumors floating around about an Oculus Pro version that's supposed to drop relatively early this year, like Q1, Q2, and an Oculus 3 that's expected to come at the end of the year, uh, which I found very curious that they would they would do two releases in one year because that's one of those, like, mm. why buy a Pro if a 3 is going to come out in a couple yeah. months? Um, I, I'm guessing they know what they're doing, so we'll we'll go with that and maybe find yeah. out. And I'm hopeful that Daniel... Knows something he can actually share because sometimes he knows lots of stuff but he can't tell us any of it. He
1: does. He knows stuff but he won't tell us. And oh, yeah. Really, if you're listening really good and you know, that. yeah, he is so disciplined on that because it sucks. Gosh, it's I very that, clear he I knows stuff. We won't say Want the leaky ship version anything. of Daniel? <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got some ins at Facebook that um, would be helpful to hear about, but.
0: Anyways, those I thought that was cool. Which means if uh, if Oculus Three is coming out, if if they've got another you know mid-step whatever the Oculus Pro is all about uh, in the mix, then I'm guessing this is going to end up being a pretty interesting year for VR sets in general. Because uh, at this point, I think Oculus or or Meta now, because I think they're even going to like the Oculus Three might just be called the Meta something or something like that. But um, I feel like they're definitely pushing the industry forward or, or certainly one of the players that's got the, the might to kind of drag everybody up. But everybody's got to be competing with them at this point because I think the Oculus 2 was extremely successful. Um, in fact, I think they said they shipped almost a million Oculus 2 sets in, uh, over the holidays. So that that's pretty awesome. And so if they've got a couple of releases, I'm hopeful that that means that the whole industry is going to be coming at it hard this year. This might be the year I get one that's my own, and I can finally get back the one that was lent to me like two years ago. Wow, I'm a bad person. I haven't thought about that since I moved. <laughs> when are we doing? Sorry, I'm still
1: so stuck on this. When are we doing the double asteroid redirection test? There's one. So there, we're we're doing this thing where we're gonna go. Remember, we talked about it previously on the show where we're gonna go and try to blow up a uh, an asteroid. Oh yeah, and it's I think it's happening this year sometime, maybe summertime. Do you want to guess how many near-Earth asteroids we're tracking that are at least 500 feet wide that could uh, be devastating <laughs> if they crash into Earth? I don't like know. devastating to the point where, so like if it's 500 feet wide, um, sure. it's going to wipe out a, a city or like a large city or a small state, right?
0: Wow. Let me guess how I many love, we track. I love just how fast those things are moving. I'm going to guess hundreds. That's all I got.
1: 25,000 at least.
0: Yeah, that's hundreds. it's just more hundreds that's crazy that's really cool fascinated by space there are so many things in space that could kill us uh in in any number of ways uh one of my favorite ones was um not actually a recent one was the uh just the sun and solar storms and, and flares you know which i think people hear about sometimes uh nasty ones that are just in the right part of the the sun's surface or i forget what you call that part of the sun the anyways uh it can disrupt the coronasphere maybe and things like these. That uh, yeah that i think right? you might be right i think you did um nice it, really really big bad ones are are predictable they do happen though we haven't necessarily seen one or we haven't seen one that would impact us because it's kind of like it's got to come off the right part of the sun to to really cause problems for us um a a very large one could be like really bad for the earth if not the atmosphere but like all electronics things like that and so it's feasible that that could happen but my favorite is still uh um supernova so Mm. there there's a type of supernova um that like the one you see in movies uh that that usually is depicted I, i think is usually something you'd call like a type 1a supernova, which is yeah, there's that some, they give sound some body in movies. That, that is, a, exactly. That is <laughs> accreting matter to a, a massive, supermassive object. And that matter accretion, you know, sets it over the tipping point and it blows up instead of becoming a black hole, blah, blah, blah. But, those we, we try to use is something called a standard candle too. So it, it mm-hmm. helps us determine how bright objects are in the sky and how far away things are. But the problem with the science around those type of supernovas is that it, we kind of assume... Just for easy math, quote unquote, that the that the explosion, if you will, starts in the dead center of a sphere-like object. This this hmm. you know big dense thing that's creating. Yeah, matter. well, I didn't, I never thought about Supernova that. Supernova obviously don't have to start that way. They can start right. off center, and when they do, all the math changes. And one one of the funny things that can happen is that if it starts in just the right spot, it can act like a shotgun in the other direction. So sure, you can yeah. be literally trillions of miles away from a sun that goes supernova or a super dense object in space that goes supernova. And if it goes supernova that way, it could destroy Earth. <laughs> 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 i never thought about and, that. and the best part about it is at this point point. you we're, never we're track pretty it. You good don't know. We're yeah. pre- well no we do that's that's what's even worse is that we we are usually scanning the sky amateurs everybody's looking at this guy looking for supernova because they're they make really good mm. um you know points of uh, reference right so yeah, we yeah. track them and we say oh wow this that that thing was it's a it's a Four million light years ago, away, which means that it's four million years ago that sun exploded, right? And and somebody could actually say like, "Oh crap! Four million years ago, that sun <laughs> exploded like a shotgun <laughs> coming right for us. It's too late. Like it's done. Four million years ago, something happened, and we're about to get toasted, literally." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> so, uh, what Newton's third. Law I want to see motion. that movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my gosh! I never thought about that. Thank you for the additional nightmare. For yeah. Me.
0: Yeah, sure. No, if you didn't have anxiety about space death, uh, now you can.
1: Well, my uh, my ten year old sh- was telling me that um, <laughs> Betelgeuse, which is uh, a star in the constellation Orion, is expected to have already exploded, and we should ah, we should see it I sometime soon. Yeah, I should. don't know if soon means like in that's her fine. lifetime or like in the next couple hundred years. But
0: uh, yeah, soon. That's right. It's all relative. At that point, yeah. you know, millions are rounding errors anyways that I was I remember that. that was one of my favorite <laughs> classes was Astrid, that is hilarious uh,
1: how glorious would that be the that. Earth to get taken out oh, that way
0: gosh well in and, and it would make a terrible movie because you can't redirect that you'd actually have to leave and colonize something else <laughs> yeah so right <laughs> there's no uh, there's no armor or we already made it that. it's called Mars right <laughs> or <Yeah>. the Martian <laughs> well, so how, how fast would that stuff theoretically travel? The speed given of light. The, the laws of motion would it travel at the speed of light yes because it would be it'd be gamma rays and stuff like that and they would they would literally oh. be just coming to fry us at the speed of light but once we saw it, it it could just be the beginning and then we'd realize oh no it's it's the beginning of the end and yeah. I, I don't know how fast but it would a take. lot of these know. like beetlejuice it's is 24 light years no, go away go it's
1: 624 light years right. away. so i guess if you it's saw take a long time it happen, yeah then you've got 624 years and People don't no, care. No, then you'll say, let's go. no
0: because the thing that kills you is moving just as fast, or maybe no, basically just as fast. It's it is in the electromagnetic spec- spectrum, right? It's moving well, that's just what I'm as saying. fast. It's the light that would turn you onto it. So if if all the gamma was right at the front, you'd die before you saw it. If what? the gamma's a little bit behind the photons that would let you know it exploded, then you die shortly after you saw it. Uh, and, and oh. that's, it, it's moving just as fast as the light. So as soon as we saw it, we'd just die.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's it, not like, it, it's it,
1: not like a physical object moving slower than the speed of light that no. you would see coming. No, no,
0: you're not, you're not worried about, you're not worried about like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, that makes sense. I get it now. Stuff. You're not worried yeah. about the stuff. You're worried about the energy. So yes. the yeah, yeah, only, yeah. the only thing that might like give us some forewarning is that we'd see it and just say, oh, no, this is just going to get worse and worse and worse until all the plants die after we do. Uh, you know, like the amount of radiation just starts hitting us and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And then it strips off the, you know, the atmosphere and, and just fries the earth. Um, I don't think it would last very long if it happened. We die pretty quick.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes me feel better. I know, no, right? worse. Worse is the answer. Sorry, It makes <laughs> me feel worse. Yeah, because my, my brain was thinking, you know, oh, you see it happen, and then you know, maybe some no. physical stuff behind it. So, yeah, no, it's you would die uh, right yeah. before, or right after you saw it, or while. Well, That's right. If you we're, even we're not saw
0: worried it. about any matter coming our way, just uh, all the all the X rays, basically. <sighs> they cook the earth.
1: Crazy. Well, on that note. Uh, That's another episode of Tech Breakfast Podcast. (laughs)
0: hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. (laughs) There you go. No, but for reals, that brings another Tech Breakfast Podcast to a close. Thanks for joining us, y'all. We hope you enjoyed it. We sure did. And yeah, it is a Wednesday, which means we might see you on Friday. Uh, It could be a different show, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing with your friends. Bye.
1: Adios. Don't get hit by any Beetlejuice Gamma Rays today, okay? (laughs)